Pay attention, it's Joe time. I can't believe it. Oh, Mike. I was on TV! Gentlemen, lady. You will always remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack. Sparrow. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a month. Welcome to the Disney Universe Podcast, a monthly Disney show where we discuss and banter about anything and everything in the Disney Universe. I am your co-host, Joey, or Mighty Joe Young, and with me is my co-host, Corey in the house. What's up, Corey? <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? I mean, the Corey in the house is, is all right. Um, I just try to get it to be a Disney name, so Corey... It's the only Corey I can think of that has to do with Disney. So, Corey in the house. I think I'm going to just stick to that because, you know, I am in a house right now. So, um, I'm Corey in the house. Good place to be. <laughs> and, but, uh, see, okay, so is that, I want to, is that the same Corey or the same, like, from the Raven show? Yeah. Or? Yeah, because. Okay, it, the, I used to watch Raven a little bit with my niece, but I, I lose track of all those kid shows on Disney Channel. I used to just watch Raven just because I liked the show. That was one of those good Disney Disney Channel shows, I thought, but they, uh, yeah, they did a little spinoff where uh, Corey and his dad moved to the White House, so that's why it's Corey in the house, he's in the White House, and they're, um, I think they're the president's personal chefs, so is the oh, nice. premise of that show, and it, you know, kind of goes from there, but, I mean, it's not as good as Raven, <laughs> because Raven was magic, but, uh, so yeah, <laughs> so that, 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 okay. that's kind of what I'm going off of that. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of going off topic here, but I just told, when when you said White House, I totally remember. I guess it's still Disney. It was uh, the Armageddon, and uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan's character. He's like, you know, what's the saying? The White Horse. He's like, White Horse. He's like, House White House. You know, <laughs> we can't read. Know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought about that, but sweet. Uh, or in the house, it is. Unless you find another Disney Corey. I don't know. No, we're sticking to I'm it. Still, how oh, nice! And Mighty Joe Young. That, that's a really cool movie. I haven't seen it in ages, though. But I'm not even gonna uh, lie to you. I never, I I've never seen last, it. Uh, it's one of those movies I, I just remember. It's a big saw. gorilla. Yeah, that's all I remember is that it was just a big. I always thought it was King yeah. Kong, but I think that's. I don't think it has anything to do with King Kong. But what I mean, what I know, I haven't seen it. So. Yeah, I don't even know if you can see it anymore. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, welcome to our third episode, and um, thank you for everybody. We've, we've had some uh, nice comments and getting some good feedback from people on social media, so um, yeah, you can find us there on Twitter at Disney Unipod, um, and also uh, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, or people still use Tumblr? I think so. I, I, um, I stopped using Tumblr a while podcast. ago. Yeah, it's. It seems like it has its its uses, but it just, I've noticed it's more of a uh, extension of Instagram. I think. But, oh well, we're still there, so 
um, leave us a comment. You know, you want to, you have any ideas, any comments, uh, I, um, whatever, just, you know, reach us anywhere. And, uh, also you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google play music and SoundCloud. And right now, I think the only place you can uh, give us a review, which would be appreciated is on iTunes. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take whatever we get, you know, positive is always good, but you know, any constructive criticism, you know, we got thick skin, so you can leave us some of that too. Yes. Uh, what you been up to, man? Oh, not much. I was just gonna, I was just gonna elaborate a little bit on the SoundCloud, uh, iTunes thing, and where the shows are going to be, because the way SoundCloud works is we're on the free one right now. So it once a new episode uploads after we're out of our free, I think it's two, maybe three hours. Um, the previous one, the the earliest one, will drop off. I'm not sure if that will affect iTunes or not. I've never really run into that issue, but we might run into an issue where you can't hear it on iTunes because SoundCloud links right to iTunes the way I have it set up. Um, so you definitely won't be able to access it on SoundCloud, uh, but we will test that out, and hopefully by next month we will know more whether or not you can still listen to it on iTunes once the new episode comes out. Not sure if that made any sense, so if that didn't, we can clarify. Um, you can hit us up <laughs> on any one of those platforms, one of those social media platforms that uh, Joe just mentioned. Uh, it makes sense perfectly in my head. I just don't know how to fully explain that. It's kind of a weird thing because we're just using free SoundCloud right now um, until we can get on another. Yeah, and another... then everything runs through. Yeah, so go- yeah. it goes to and Google I, I Play. I've actually been listening to, uh, yeah. What would what, you say? You're listening to what? Oh, no, I was a, yeah, the way i actually been listening to my podcast has been uh, Google Play Music. And uh, that, I don't know. I, I like the setup on that. Just you can't review on it yet. So uh, I'll be nice if they have that uh, feature soon. But uh, yeah, so that's where you can find us. Or, and we'll always have links on the show, too. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll, you'll definitely be able to hear the show. But uh, man. A lot has happened in the, the last month since we talked. We had the, the great uh, crossover episode, and e- even now the whole uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is still a big topic. So it really is. And, it, the tower there. and as far as that crossover episode goes, is kind of a weird way that we did it because if you listen to this show, you got the intro to All Aboard, which I didn't really. I wanted the, each show to be the same exact thing when I labeled them on. Uh, SoundCloud. I list. I labeled it this this show, All Aboard crossover, and then All Aboard was All Aboard with the Disney Universe crossover. So that was the only real difference. Um, other than that, the show was exactly the same. And if I would have thought about it a little bit yeah. better, I would have put this intro at the beginning, and then All Aboard's intro at the middle. But that would mean they have to edit two different times. I wasn't really thinking clearly on that, but. Uh, it it is what it is now. Well, it's it out. was kind of a last minute decision, and I thought it came out good anyway. So, yeah, and of course, of course, the transition but, I wanted uh, to be, I wanted to fit us, um, and then the Tower of Terror crossing over into the Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's kind of how I did it. The little intro, and it was pretty long uh, transition, but I think everything fit and needed to be in there in my head anyway. So, yeah, it all worked out. So. uh yeah, since the last time, man, there's there's been a. Uh, I know we mentioned before that we're not going to be a big news show, but there's, you know, if there's something cool or something pops up Disney oriented, we're going to talk about it. And uh, 
especially rumors. I mean, rumors fly around so much, but on this one, this rumor that's been going on, um, it's about Fantasmic because uh, it's you know it's been closed. Uh, Rivers of America at Disneyland's been closed for the uh, um, building of Star Wars Land, but it should be reopening uh, next summer, 2017. Mm-hmm. And one of the big rumors about it, of course, they're talking about uh, new fountains, new fireworks, lasers, you know, all that regular stuff that um, would get updated after being shut down for a year. But this, uh, I don't know, um, them getting rid of the Peter Pan scene, which is my favorite scene of uh, Fantasmic. I mean, it's awesome, but to replace it with Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. If you're, if you're going to replace a scene, you got to make it better. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect replacement for that. I mean, especially if there's... Uh, so, if you look at the articles on, like, um, WDW News, they're <clears throat> uh, going to have, like, the projection mapping, like how they had on the Main Street. Uh, you know how they made the buildings, like, they're moving and stuff during the fireworks? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to put uh, the projection mapping on the sail ship, sailing ship Columbia... Where it's going to look like the Black Pearl. So, plus Jack Sparrow, Barbosa, other, you know, the rest of the pirates. I mean, I, I think it sounds amazing. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, the scene from Peter Pan is a bunch of pirates anyway, right? So, it's not that much of a stretch to change that. And obviously, the way they swung off those ropes and everything. And I, I can only imagine that's going to be something similar. You're going to hear the sword sounds anyway. Uh, you're just not gonna see the the, the croc, I guess. You're gonna is it gonna be the kraken instead, or that's just in my head. If that, or maybe nothing. Who yeah, knows? it's probably but, probably gonna uh, be nothing, but that'd be awesome. The little kraken that was like going off the boat, and you know, the pirates are over there like fighting. A giant tentacle sticking out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, even if it's projected onto or the, the boat, two, uh, or the two silly pirates behind him, like in a rowboat or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, that would be kind of cool, man. With the guy with the, like, the, guy with the eye. and Rigetti. The guy with the, his eye yeah, pops out. And, and yeah. The, like have them behind him or... Oh, yeah. That. I'm just thinking like how powerful the music of Fantasmic is in general. Oh, yeah. But then you blend in the theme from Pirates of the Caribbean with it. I'm just... Uh, I think this is going to be insane. And, I mean, Peter, the Peter Pan scene is awesome, but, I mean... You can tell when he sticks his hand in the little rope and flies. I mean, little things like that. It's like, I mean, I know, I know they're making him fly, but it's you can see the tricks. But I don't know. I, I just think having Jack Sparrow, more Jack Sparrow at the park is good, too. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and he likes to hang out in uh, Tom Sawyer Island anyway. I mean, that's the only place I've really ever seen Jack Sparrow, just kind of hanging out by himself. So that Rivers of America and everything yeah. fits, it fits everything. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm excited for that. See, I don't know what else they would do, though. So I, I'm thinking adding a few more things from newer movies, maybe. I don't know. I just hope they keep more practical effects, not so much a screen, uh, water screen effects. Well, that's that, that's a big part of the intermission, right? Because they're like kind of getting ready for the next scene, so they give you that projection for the water. That can't change, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that was like my complaint about the uh, Florida Fantasmic is they use the screen way too much. Like, uh, I mean, it, it, it's really cool when they use it, but uh, like Disneyland has the giant Pinocchio puppet, uh, the um, pink elephants. Even though that's on a screen, they got the screen, uh, little elephants on the stage too. Um, stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just really excited for if that Pirates of the Caribbean uh, 
movie scene is in the in the new uh, show. Yeah, well, we'll have to but, uh, we'll have to watch it. And one of these days, we'll have to get out there together. We'll have to get out there together to do. When does oh, the new yeah. Fantasmic open? Is it way before Star Wars Land, right? You know, well, there, well, uh, everything uh, I believe reopens in the Rivers of America summer of 2017. So, uh, yeah, I would say about May or June. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Star Wars Land. Yeah, that's just to get the tracks and everything. But Star Wars Land still being built like another year, year and a half after that. So. That's such a long time. I don't. I mean, oh, how long? Yeah. How long did Cars Land? It's gonna take? fly by though. Cars Land didn't take that long. Oh, man, did it? I, I want to say it took almost two years. But they were doing Cars Land, Buena Vista Street. It was. It was. I don't know. It seemed longer than it might have been, but it, it did seem like a long time. But yeah. I'm not sure if it I'm had really the, excited. I love Fantasmic. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if Cars Land had the hype that Star Wars Land has. I mean, maybe not. Because I knew I knew Cars Land was going up, but I don't remember... What's the word? Like, I don't remember waiting for it that long. Like, I remember it, it, the announcement, and then maybe... The, I don't know if I forgot about it or if I just didn't think about it. Whereas Star Wars Land... I think the hype was a lot better, or not better, but like a lot more. And now it seems like it's gonna—it's taking forever to build, even though they—they they didn't start that long ago. But it's still taking—it's going to take forever to build. I don't know. Maybe it's just. Yeah, I don't know. Cause at the time, Cars Land was being built. I had a—I had—I had an annual pass at that time, so it seemed like a long time. Because every time I'd go, I'm like, "Is it open yet?" But <laughs> but you're right with Star Wars Land because. I mean, just the way social media is, you got, you know, the Disney Parks fans. But then you also got the giant Star Wars fans, too, that are just like, oh, now I'm going to start going to Disneyland. It's like, no, it's already packed. But... I don't know. Yeah. It's still exciting. But, yeah, that Fantasmic news, uh, not news, just rumors at this point. But I still think it's pretty exciting. But uh, another thing uh, just recently happened is uh, Jungle Book. The live action just came out on Blu-ray and... This was a movie I was really, uh, I, I'm trying to, I love, okay, but their animated Jungle Book is my favorite Disney movie ever since I was a kid. And once they were, they were uh, announcing all these different live action movies coming out, it's like, oh, come on, you guys, you know, enough already. Even though I'm a big fan of Jon Favreau and the cast, and but once I saw the the first like five minute preview at D23, I was hooked and and then when you saw the movie came out, it's just like, oh my, that movie was amazing. They hit the home run with Jungle Book, in my opinion. And you saw John yeah. Favreau, right, at D23? Yeah, yeah, it was him, uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and uh, I'm, I don't, I don't know his name right now, but the little boy that played Mowgli and uh, Neil. Yeah, it was, it was like Neil Seethy. Is it? Yeah, Neil. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, he's a. He's a cool little kid, but yeah, that that movie is awesome. The special features on the Blu-ray are awesome, and uh, one of my favorite parts is when you. I watch a lot of special features, and so a lot of them, uh, they're filmed as the movie's being filmed. So mm-hmm. sometimes the directors or producers are a little lost. But uh, uh, John Favreau, two of the other the screenwriter, and one of the producers, I forget the names right now, but they're actually. Uh, Recapping, like now that the movie's done, now they're going back and talking about it, and I just thought that was real cool. You don't see that very often now, so um, how the story went, but yeah, I'm so that's that's a 
That's on Blu-ray now. And you had a little story about that, didn't you? Or Well, yeah. First of all, you said the kid, he's basically acting by himself for the most part. I mean, I guess there were people below him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I didn't watch the special features, but so that he knows where to look and kind of what to say. And then obviously everything else around him is CGI. He's the only part about <laughs> it that's not CGI, right? Because they're just filming in like a studio yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it, it was him and a guy in three tights. <laughs> so that was... Yeah, and that was about it. So, so to be that's his yeah, first that kid, movie, I, he and he's right. gonna go and act by himself is um, on par with Tom Hanks in Castaway. No, I'm just joking. It's um, he he had Wilson, of course. Wilson. <laughs> well, he had Wilson. Wilson yeah. won an Academy Award, but uh, yeah, a little story about Jungle Should've Book. Got it. Huh? <laughs> God, he got snuffed. Uh, Spalding got him. No, uh, my cousin recently bought that movie, Jungle Book. She saw it in the theaters. She loved it. She bought it, and the other night we went over for, well, I'm into these Vinylmations, which I know you've heard of, and I'm sure people have. I, I, I shouldn't have said it like it's like no one knows about them, but it, it seems <laughs> like every Disney fan I know, like personally know, either doesn't know what they are or is not into them. It's only when I go on different, uh, you know, Facebook groups and whatnot that I can find people who share this love for Vinylmations, so that's kind of why I said that. Yeah. My cousin is one of those. She loves Finalmations. My sister is into it as well. We always, we go for trade night probably every few months. We'll get some new ones in our collection, and um, we'll just sit down and we'll do trade night. It's kind of a... And then we'll play some other games and stuff too. So we were over there game night, trade night, and my cousin has the cartoon playing, you know, right in the beginning. It's like, what, what, what are our options? Do you want to watch Beauty and the Beast? Do you want to watch Jungle Book? Do you want to watch whatever? And it's like, because they have kids too, so we got to keep it, you know... Uh, kid friendly no matter what so she throws in the jungle book the cartoon and i'm like all right cool you know just watch this in the theaters and uh, I, I know it's out and then she's like i know it's out i got the other version too and i'm like all right cool so we're watching the cartoon version uh and then immediately after the cartoon version's over there was another vote put out and everyone wanted to watch the live action ver- the version so uh that came up and we were watching that uh, since we watched them back to back, and I and, and I and I made this connection before, like the story is eighty five, ninety percent the same. There's just those slight differences yeah. that John Favreau threw in there to make it. I don't know, make more sense in the live action. Is that what do you think he did, or is it just like he just wanted to make it his own, no matter what? I think it just just made it more relatable to our day and age, maybe. Or you know, not not to make it too much of a remake but still have a lot of the heart that the original had that's what i think yeah i mean spoiler alert right real quick if you haven't seen it just stop listening for the next few minutes um so yeah spoiler alert don't get mad when i spoiled it and you haven't seen it um but the (laughs) but the the way um shere khan in the cartoon he doesn't really die i mean i don't think he does because there's a part two that he comes back right i think I'm sad to say I haven't seen the sequel. It, I saw it when it, so. it actually came out in theaters, like 2002 yeah. time, give or take. Yeah, John Goodman was Baloo. Yeah, and I, and uh, I think I think that Shere Khan is also the villain in that one, so he doesn't die. He just his his tail catches on fire and he runs away, so it's like he still could live. But in this one, you got to assume Shere Khan just dies, right? I would think so. I mean, he kind of did a swan dive off a giant tree into a into ball the, of fire. Into the so man's I red would, flower. 
Exactly. And he di- I think he. I think you gotta assume he dies. So that's kind of dark. King Louis is super dark. Like he's a scary character. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he was fun and singing and you know jazzy in the uh, the cartoon. No fear, no nothing. As a as a kid, I might get a little scared of King Louis watching this movie because compare him to King Kong from Universal Studios back in the day when it was like a real, you know, thing. You know, that's like shaking the 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 tram. King Louis is a yeah. big dude, and he's just like, just like he's knocking down the whole the building, and he's chasing Mowgli around, and it's like, I mean, it's really cool. It's a cool scene, but it's just like it's that that part was way different in my opinion. I guess it's not even an opinion. It's just oh, that's no, a fact. And, and this is where the the filmmakers on the Jungle Book like hit it, where they were saying there was no orangutans or something in India, but they they researched and there was a giant orange ape, and it, it was a, a like, and that's what he was. And I, I cannot say the name; it's too long. But that's what he's referred to as in the movie. He, and, he even he uh, mentioned actually, it in the song, right? Yeah, yeah, the new uh, lyrics in the song, which were actually written by Richard Sherman, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the guy who did the original, right? Yeah. Let me look as he. I keep talking. I mean, let me look it up because I know he says it in the song, and I will say it right now. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure people are listening to this like it's this and that, and we don't know. We're gonna look it up right now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> this just popped up, but <laughs> but yeah, big. You know, I was I was excited that uh, uh, Christopher Walken was a voice, but yeah, he was like a mob boss. Not, yeah, not yeah, a, he know, he was. <laughs> you know, I'm, he's like Tony Soprano. You know, it was like he, he was doing the whole but, uh, capiche. You know, he had the, he definitely yeah. yeah. It was in a in its own little way, kind of distracting because you all you you could all you see is you know Christopher Walken talking, Walken talking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, <laughs> they even had his cowbell, if, if you know the <laughs> SNL skit. So that was a nice little uh, tie-in there. But uh, and the one thing I'm, I thought Bill Murray nailed it as Baloo. I'm not a huge Bill Murray fan like a lot of people are these days, but uh, I actually really enjoyed him as Baloo. He hit the spot really good. Yeah, I thought I thought his his character, if you look closely, was the only one that gonna be really weird maybe it's just my imagination that's not a hundred percent synced up to the voice but that's just if you look closely it's kind of weird unless they just couldn't get the uh movements right yeah maybe it's my imagination blues kind of yeah i mean it's hard to you know it's tough to be a bear you know especially when you're just trying to get the honey like he was <laughs> i don't know why i just can't find the, the lyrics on this like what he says oh here it is um. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hippopotamus, but not right. Yeah, it it's says like... Giga. How does it say Giga? Antopohicus. <laughs> I he. Yeah, whatever. Good luck. Whatever he <laughs> says, I will listen to the song, people. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, it's a it's, we'll, uh, it's a giant. I don't know why I'm saying Giga. It's giant. Oh, it's Giantopithecus or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, it's it, that's that's the word giant. It's not the word giga, dumb. Like the Giants, you know, the baseball yeah, team. That's uh, what I mean. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's for a different uh, different day, sir. 
Yeah, that, that that's a different show. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that's my Jungle yeah, but, Book story. Just oh, to watch watch them back to back, and it was fun. Well, that's sweet. And you know what else came out? I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan, but uh, Captain America: Civil War, arguably probably one of the best comic book movies ever released, just came home on Blu-ray today, or no, yesterday. Uh, we were recording on the 14th, so I've already watched it twice since I got home. But I've been hearing that. I've know. been have hearing you, that, you... but I'm not. I I am a Marvel fan, uh-huh. but how do you, okay? How do you feel about Avengers 2? Um, just like every other sequel uh, off a successful movie, it just didn't hit the spot like the first Avengers did. I don't. I I, I, I mean, had it, agree, but I want to say it didn't even. It wasn't even good at all to me. Like, not that it didn't hit the spot. Yeah. I just didn't like it, and it. it I uh, think it made a. I don't know. I know it made a lot of money, but. People were really loving it, and some people were saying it's their favorite movie of all time or favorite Marvel movie, and I I can't see it. Like, I just don't agree. I didn't like it at all, and they tried too hard, kind of like Iron Man 2. Like, I didn't like that movie uh-huh. at all, but loved Iron Man 1, or just Iron Man, if you want to call it the technical name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Avengers, the first Avengers was amazing. Captain America 1 not so good Captain America 2 I really loved so if it fits that um, whatever you want to call it that theme then I'm sure the third one like you just said is going to be amazing I just haven't seen it yet yeah and you, you actually you went exactly how it goes the first Captain America it was a nice introduction a good introduction especially if you don't know the character the second Captain America arguably one of the better Marvel movies out of all the uh, MCU right now yeah and I would throw Guardians of the Galaxy in with that too. Okay, and Civil I agree. War is with that. I mean, in my, I'm not going to put them in order, but my three favorite Marvel movies up until this point are uh, the two, the Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Civil War. And you, I mean, there's so many of the Avengers in Civil War if you haven't seen it, but it's still its own story too. And the and the great thing too is the. Uh, um, the Russo brothers, uh, they directed Winter Soldier and Civil War. They are going to be directing the, the two final Avenger movies. And those, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen so I, you got to watch it. It's it's a great, great movie. Definitely give it a shot. Which is now out on uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> so, yeah, go pick that up. Go buy it based on this guy's recommendation. I'm going to. I don't know about buying it, but I'm definitely going to watch it. And I've had opportunities to watch it, but this year has been a rough year to, to well, go watch movies. I've seen maybe four, four movies, and that definitely wasn't on my list. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my Disney movies anywhere uh, password, and you can watch it at home. Nice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we've been uh, pretty busy. You've been pretty busy on your on uh, all aboard, also. So, had a couple a couple uh, good interviews that. Uh, plan on playing some clips but if you want to set it up you know feel free all right yeah um one we did is carissa houston she's disney on a budget disneyland i think it's disneyland on a budget um we talked to her um so we're gonna go ahead and play a little bit of that audio right now uh the interview was longer than what we're gonna play i'm just gonna play kind of a clip and then you can go listen to the the full episode of all aboard 
um, with that full interview. Um, so hang on, hang on, everyone. Let me let me start that clip up. It really is. It confused me at first. I, I mean, never really read an ebook or a Kindle book. And I never read it. I was I was trying to read it like a like a web page. I swear I never read an, e- an uh, online book, and it is easy to read. I mean, people know how to use it. I was just me, it's isolated. But yeah, it's really you know easy to read and flip through. So, uh, like I said, I'm part way through, and so far what I've read, I've I've really enjoyed. Great. Thanks. Well, the good thing, I mean, to me, of course, I think it's great because I wrote it. <laughs> um, the good thing is it works for Disneyland or Disney World for at least the first two parts of the book. The third part is more specific to Disneyland. Um, but it also works like if you want to buy a dining room table or you want to save a down payment for a house because mm-hmm. the first, the whole first part is really common sense. Um because if you spend money on one thing, you don't have money to spend on another thing. Um, and really why I wrote it is because I have friends and family who would say, oh, we could never go to Disneyland, we can't afford it. And I would be like, really? Because you have a $6 Starbucks drink in your hand and you have a brand new car and a brand new cell phone, but you can't go to Disneyland, you know? <laughs> so really it's just my being kind of irritated with people thinking they can't afford Disneyland and it's absolutely magical and you should absolutely take your kids there um so that's kind of where it started yeah you wrote uh so you said you you had to move to Arizona that that was part of the book um Mm -hmm. like how long you been in Arizona now Uh, about two and a half years and um the funny thing is So we lived three hours from Disneyland when we lived in California. We lived in the San Joaquin Valley, and I would take the kids on day trips to Disneyland. We would go there and back in a day and usually meet my mom there, and um, we did that at least once a month plus our normal family trips, Mm -hmm. even though we lived so far. Um, And then when we moved to Arizona, we just kind of finished up our Disneyland annual passes at my son's birthday after we had moved and we said sorry kids that's it let's just save money for Disney World you know let's just plan on now we're in Arizona we can't take day trips we can't get out there as often we'll just go to Disney World Um, and then my husband's schedule changed and he was off three days a week during the middle of the week and so he said oh let's just get passes again because we could take three day trips like every week almost (laughs) (laughs) and so i you know he didn't have to twist my arm very hard so um so we surprised the kids you know we went down i don't even know i think we said we were going maybe to grandma's house i don't know (laughs) but um so we got our passes again and we made really good use of them the first year we were in arizona um and then, but plus, Arizona is so cheap to live. Uh, we cut our expenses in half when we moved from California to Arizona. So we had, you know, money to spend on Disneyland for sure. Um, and then after that, we kind of let a lapse for a while. And then we got, um, we had a couple trips here and there that I paid with just with writing. You know, I wrote for one of the hotels down there and different things. And so we got tickets. And um, then we surprised my son again at his birthday. Like, we just walked up to get our one-day tickets, they thought. And we asked for annual passes. So um, we just kind of kept it going, even though we lived far away. All right, that was Chris of Houston. Pretty interesting stuff. So if you want to save a little bit of money or... You want to learn more about that? Like I said, listen to the All Aboard show or 
uh, go check out her Instagram, which is I think it's just Carissa Houston. Let me let me actually pull that up really quick so you can follow her. So it is yeah, just like I said, Carissa Houston, all one word. As I love these kind of like books and stuff that they actually I mean they're entertaining and helpful and you know it's always nice to save a couple bucks too. So oh, it definitely is yeah because it's one thing my the way I think about stuff is like. I'm gonna save money in this area so I can maybe spend a little more money in this area. And my main thing about saving money, or I guess main area, is on the hotel. Like I'll look at different exactly. websites and um, not even different websites. Like I use pretty much one the entire all the time. But I look at the best deal. Like okay, there's this walking distance I can save on parking. Does it have a breakfast? I can save on breakfast. Um, and a lot of hotels now around the park <clears throat> are starting to pick up. Like you got to pay for parking. It wasn't like that before, oh, yeah. and I just noticed that. So, like, that's one of the things that I'll look for. It's not always a thing, because then I, I, I factor in the, the total price of the hotel. Overall, if I pay this up. much, but have to pay for parking, is it going to be the same thing? And people don't look at it like that. Sometimes they're like, oh, we're, we're paying this much. But if you drive to the park three days, that's an extra 50 bucks. How much is it for parking now? Like 18? 17, 18? It's I don't know. between 13 and eight, uh, 18, I think. Yeah. So it'll, one it'll thing it'll probably go up once the new structure goes up. Oh yeah. One thing I can suggest is if you stay anywhere on no no Harbor, past I guess we're between Catella and Orangewood is the name of the street. Yeah. You can kind of just walk over the Toy Story parking lot and t and catch the bus there instead of walking. And it's not yeah, like you need I to prove that you parked in that lot. There. What's up? Oh yeah, that's what I've told my friends uh, that stayed around there. Yeah, a couple conventions are like, "Oh, somebody told us to take the uh, yeah Anaheim Resort Transit." You know, it's like all day. I'm like, "Yeah, but you're down the street from the Toy Story lot. It's free, and it's once the bus gets full, it drives away, and the one right behind it comes right up." So yep, <laughs> and that saved them, you know, you know, five dollars a day. But still, I mean, that's five dollars. That's yeah, it is five dollars. Half but, a corn dog. I, I discovered that on accident because I got redirected. We were staying, we were staying over there, and this is kind of this is gonna sound like kind of weird, but we um, we got redirected back to that parking lot, and I was like, "What? Well, this doesn't even make sense," because I was going for Mickey and Friends, and I, I didn't realize until that exact moment that you don't always get to park at the Mickey and Friends just because you want to. No, they're gonna redirect you where they want you to park. So we ended up parking, and we were only like. A block away and I was like I, I can't believe we just did this like I was like baffled but we did and my friend was like man you gotta prove you parked right and I'm like oh we didn't prove anything today so let's try yeah, tomorrow exactly. just walking over here and then catching the bus worst case scenario we walked back to the hotel which is like right down the street so we ended up walking there and the second day didn't pay for parking I was like this is I was so like disgusted in the first day why that happened but you know kind of is what it is you know well, that's how Chris's book will help uh, people out there though yeah and you also had you you went to uh, an event recently right what was that event yeah so um, actually I've been a couple I go to a lot of uh, comic book conventions and this one happened to be in Stockton and which Dr. California's where Mighty Joe Young was born. So, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Actually, I uh, had a couple interviews, and uh, one will be played later on in our cosplayer 
spotlight, and I'll talk about that later, but um, actually ran into uh, Leslie Kay, and uh, she is a Disney blogger and designer for uh, the Disney Bound, and uh, which is very... Um, <laughs> To say it's 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 popular. I mean, you don't go, you can't go anywhere around the parks and can't see people, or you don't go to the parks without seeing people Disney bounding, and uh, and I mean, there's so many different characters, and so she does the blog for that, and she also has her own uh, <clears throat> a website, Cakeworthy Clothing, which does uh, a Disney inspired clothing that people can use for their bounds. So. Um, yeah, so I, I just had a few minutes with her, and uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll set up the clip. But no, she was a real, real great uh, young lady, and uh, I filled me with ideas. Next time I go to the park, how I'm going to bound, bound it up. I don't know if that's a real <laughs> term or not, but so <laughs> hey, you can turn anything into a term. <laughs> it's all good. People know what you meant. Exactly. Hashtag bound up. You know, you bounding. It. You said bound up. You say bound up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Regulators. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but here's my uh, quick little interview with her, and uh, here it is. Hey, guys. We're back here at Stockton Con, and I'm here with Leslie Kay, who is what put Disney bounding on the map. Yeah. And can, for the few people that probably don't know what it is, can you explain what is Disney bounding? So Disney Bounding is using clothes that you can find in your own closet or in your local mall to put together outfits based off of Disney characters without being in full costume. Sweet. Especially now that they got the cosplay rules at exactly. the park. So. You, can't, you can't be an adult and go into the park in costume, so that's a way that you can still show your love for Disney and your favorite character without actually being in costume and you can be let into the parks. Sweet. And so this look, I mean, you can do... Uh, I mean, we hear fashion, you always hear about, like, it's, it's always, like, kind of like a woman scene, but guys can Disney bound, too, right? Guys can Disney bound, too. It, I feel bad for guys, because guys don't have as many accessories available to them. They don't have as many colors available in the store. So, I do think it's easier as a woman, because we can, you know, wear rings that match certain aspects of the Disney Bags. characters. Yeah, yeah, we've got more elements to play with, but guys can definitely Disney bound, too. Sweet. And um, you actually have a... A clothing line that kind of helps out people if they want to bound, right? Yeah, or... so I I have a clothing line called Cake Worthy, um, and we create sort of Disney-inspired clothing, and it helps with your Disney balance. And, yeah. Oh, sweet. So, um, I know your your blog is very very popular, and um, I mean you, you put out a lot of good ideas. How many looks would do you have? Do you know how many looks? Hundreds, you actually... hundreds of thousands wow. at this point. I've been doing it for about. I think five years now, um, and I think there's like fourteen thousand pages wow. on Disney Bound. So, yeah, and there's, of and there's not just like you know, if there's Mickey, there's Mickey Mouse and Sorcerer Mickey, exactly. and Taylor, and Mickey. then every season there's new trends and new things that you can wear. So I've never run, I've run out of characters, yes, but I've never run out of ideas because fashion is always changing. Cool. And do you stick specifically to Disney or do you do any other properties like Star Wars or Marvel? Well, Star Wars and Marvel are Disney at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, they weren't a couple years ago, okay. but Disney has since brought them in. But even still, they had the rights to rides and um, theme park products and stuff. So that was my loophole for doing it because, you know, doing Disney over and over can get a little like, uh. Yeah. But um, I do do Harry Potter as well. Um, I did Pokemon recently. People get mad at me when I do it, but I mean. 
Go into it. They have my own enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. So. And I mean, they have Doctor Who days at the park. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of it. Um, I had some questions from uh, some people in our group that I forgot to mention in D20 uh, Disney Twenty Four Seven, but. I remember one of the questions, and I'm sorry for who asked this, but they were asking, "What is a good uh, like tennis shoe?" Because oh. feet, you know, at the parks you want cover. So, yeah. like, what what would you do a good stylish shoe? I like, mean, com- I like to wear Converse because Converse come in every single color. Yeah. Um, they aren't particularly comfortable for some. Um, I find no matter what, my feet hurt at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Converse come in every color. It can be literally every Disney character. And you can kind of wear, like, you know, a cute dress with them and still be fine. But I also like New Balance. New Balance comes in a lot of different colors. So if you're really looking for a comfier shoe, um, the New Balance lifestyle, street style kind of sneakers come in lots of colors. And they really work. Yeah, actually, uh, I tried to dress up for one of the Run Disney's, the first Star Wars. And my, first, my pair of shoes, my sister bought me was actually the R2, they look like R2-D2, so I'm like, this is perfect, I got the socks, and I, I didn't wind up running the race, but I looked good, because I looked, I looked like I belonged in it. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned you do certain characters, or you've done characters, but you also, Disney-bound, like, ride themes, too? Yeah, or? yeah, when, on my days when I'm trying to just, like, find something else that I can work on, I like to do rides, and you can do the different lands in Disneyland, um, trying to think of what else I've done. Yeah, you can do rides. There's so many like obscure things. Now you can probably even do like the Disneyland cats. Or oh my gosh, I did do weird. an outfit based on cats, serious? but it was just like a bunch of cat oh. clothes, like <laughs> cats all over everything. But yeah, sweet. So, yeah. well, you know, this is going to be a short interview, but you know, thank you for your time. And thank um, you. Uh, I know there's tons of people in our group, and uh, some of our new listeners will be really interested to find out. You know about Disney Bound and where can they look for you on social media or yeah so the Disney Bound on Instagram uh, my personal is Leslie AK and then you can find Disney Bound at DisneyBound.co as well sweet well thank you very much thank you and have a good evening (laughs) all right so that was Leslie K like I said the uh a blogger Disney Disney Bounder and uh you can check her out on her uh she's all over Instagram uh and her that her ideas for the Disney bound. Um, she'll post, uh, for men and women too, uh, different, um, uh, character designs and accessories. And so that's at Instagram on, uh, the Disney bound and also check out her clothing line cake worthy. Um, they just released, I guess their Halloween line. Uh, they have a, this hat that I really like. It's a shadow man from princess and the frog, his like skull and crossbones, like on his top hat. Nice. And you flip the bill and it's his, uh, like, uh, carry it cards on the bill but she had a sorcerer mickey beanie that i want to get it's uh i'm probably a little too old for some of this clothes but it looks it looks awesome so check that you, out if you wear them at disneyland i mean so i guess there's a rule where you can't dress up fully or it's kind of weird if you're over a certain age but no, wearing a hat wearing what, a hat you're fine so and what that is is you can't almost you can't cosplay basically which is the mm. people that wear the full uh like princess yeah. costumes because what they, what happened was um, there's a lot of cosplayers especially in the LA area and like a lot of their stuff is it, it'll rival uh, the Disney parks princesses so they were going to the parks because they got annual oh, passes gotcha not not for attention like some were going for attention some weren't but a lot of them were going for the photos uh, taking pictures from the castle and you know for their websites and then 
little girls are walking up to him and not having to wait three hours in line to yeah. take a picture with Elsa. You know, they just and so that's that's where that rule came from. But Disney bounding is you're just wearing regular clothes, but you're resembling a certain character. Yeah, and, and I stuff, think so. I think if you wear that hat, you should be fine. Which I guess it oh, leads yeah. me into my other question: Do they sell those tarot cards anywhere, like New Orleans Square or something? Because if they don't, they they should. That'd be awesome. They should. They they need more. And I'll say it: They need more Princess and the Frog merchandise. I love that movie. I love yeah. everything about that movie. And not even gonna lie, I just recently watched Shadow it for Man the first is time. One of the most underrated villains. What was that? I just watched it for the first time, like month month and a half ago, or something like that. I, I oh, remember yeah. starting to watch it years ago and never finished it and didn't not like it, just didn't finish it and never went back to it until like a month, month and a half ago. And like the whole movie, it's like I think most of it is just a good feeling throughout the music I, I loved. And of course, I've heard yeah. some of the songs at uh, New Orleans Square anyway, but just to have that merchandise, like you said, I mean, I don't want a frog or anything or like a stuffed frog or a whatever but the tarot cards and stuff like that if that's what they're called the voodoo you know the, yeah. those cards that he's using I think that would be like a nice little thing in your over, I mean in my I have a lot of little weird things from my Disney collection um, well, one like, of the, the nice things for a Disneyland collection is the playing cards you get the Haunted Mansion ones uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean so that would be cool if they had like you know uh, Dr. Facilier is voodoo playing cards or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Nightmare Before Christmas set of cards. I think it's pretty sweet. Well, that's a cool. You never guess what the Jack is. <laughs> Which character <laughs> the Jack is. <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of I a good idea. But, like, I have uh, part of my Disney collection is that Jungle Cruise map, that official one. Oh, yeah. Which they don't give out anymore, which is disappointing. They like, do every once in a while, but it's, it's very rare. Like, last time I was there... Like, not the last time I was at the park, but last time I tried to get one, um, I was like, hey, you guys have the Jungle Cruise maps? And the guy's like, yeah, because I've tried before and they didn't have them, like you said, every once in a while. But the guy's like, yeah, we have them. I'm like, oh, can I get four? One from, you know, I had three three buddies with me. And I'm like, can I get one one for each of them? And he's like, yeah, no problem, man. And he gives me four of them and they're on this, the 20 pound, you know, printer paper. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was disappointed. Like, no, this is not what I was talking about. So if anyone else has any insight on that, like why they stopped or when they, they give those out, because I didn't want one. I, I already have one. So I wanted to get something for those guys who don't go to the park as much as I do or never thought to get a Jungle Cruise map. Um, something kind of cool, like a cool souvenir, you know, in their collection. And honestly, we just threw them away because I was like, ah, this is not what I was talking about. And I'll show you mine when we get home. It's a it's like a parchment paper. It's something more. It's They do have one, like an official one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't have an official one. Um, it's such a cool. It's it, uh, it, it, it's such a cool thing. It looks old school. It looks like it looks official. Like the 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 real ones are just like there's something about the feel of the paper that's better than yeah. the twenty pound printer paper. I I think I saw somebody like recently on Facebook posted like, hey, I just got a Jungle Cruise map. I didn't I didn't see if it was like, you know, the cheap one or not. But who knows? Or maybe just making cutbacks, but. Oh man, yeah, sounds cool though. Yeah, right. so we're we're talking about Voodoo Man and Jack Skellington, so I guess perfect segue into uh, Halloween time just started at the parks, and uh, uh, it's hard to say this is not. I mean, this this is uh, one of my favorite times of the year there. Um, 
Yeah, I know they, they, they start a little early because it's still mid-September as right now we're recording. So I don't know. If it, I'm just not there yet. Personally, I love Halloween. It's still hot. Love Halloween <laughs> in the park. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's It doesn't feel like Halloween quite yet. Not till I th- it has to be October. I don't know why, but that's my thing. It can go all month. Halloween time is there, but September to me, it, it just feels like back to school time. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, exactly. For some weird reason, so... So with Halloween time at Disneyland and Disney World comes all the pumpkins all over the park and exclusive merchandise, which uh, used to be, I don't know, I haven't really seen anything this year, but the big get that people wanted was the Mickey popcorn bucket. And lately it's been a poison apple uh, little stein that they have. Nice. And, uh, but... (laughs) You know where I'm going now, but uh, the Trader Sam's Hitchhiking Ghost Tiki Mug is yeah, um, it's what is uh, probably 14th? the biggest thing right now. What was that? <laughs> no, it's I mean we're we're recording on September 14th. That thing has yeah. been gone. It, it, when did it release? The 10th or something like that? When were we talking the about it? The 9th. The 9th. September 9th is when a uh, Halloween time started, and yeah, there was what line. They're gone. Yeah, there. <laughs> I I think they'll have more you know once October hits but uh, it's just ridiculous how quick they went away well it's people waited in line for hours and did they I, I don't know I didn't really ask anyone else did they have a limit on what you could buy at any given time yeah I had a friend that recently went and he said he, he saw that they had a limit of two that's still they should just do one but that, one per customer they were going for I believe $30 which is a little bit more than the normal Tiki Mugs Oh yeah, it is. I think the 60th anniversary ones were about that price or a little more. But I don't remember them being crazy like that. Like I saw lines and they were all the way back to downtown Disney. And I guess they were like an hour and a half wait just to get that mug. And I I think they should have put a limit on it. If you want another one, get back in line. And people were just getting them so that they could, you know, I guess more power to them. I sound like a hater right now, but to to, to charge $100 more than they bought it. And right now, I I, I think pers- on a personal lo- note, like I guess I could see it, but not the same day. Like give it some time, and then you can do that when they're fully gone or whatever. Yeah, let it but marinate a little. <laughs> the same day, like like w- when they were when they still had some at Trader Sam's. Like I said, I'm ranting, and I'm I sound like really hate I'm hating on it, but like give it some time, man. I don't know. People were like that 130 on eBay right now. And I just, I'm not buying that. It's not worth 130. <laughs> oh no, no way. And not especially not with a uh, booze in it. I mean, that's part of the <laughs> right? fun you of the Trader's. I mean, did you get your yeah, choice of drink like, in that thing? I didn't. I guess I didn't ask that question either. Because you know, most cups. Yeah, I, sorry, you go would ahead. think so, but <laughs> yeah, you would think that you have your choice. You pay 30 bucks, whatever. Right now, I'm looking at eBay. 127 plus 15 dollars shipping. 249. Like who's really 249? Wow. 187 uh, 249 no again 179 it's no no thanks <laughs> I, I don't know I'm just I'm just weird I guess I'm not paying that much for a, a tiki mug that yeah it would be nice to have be cool to have but yeah no nah, not paying for it I would wait I would wait for it but I mean in the line that that was uh, that people were in but I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for the uh, eBay inflated prices nope <laughs> Especially uh, so when I go, <laughs> so, 
So yeah, when I go next month, I'm, I'll see if they have them. If they do, see, I would get one for you at cost. Maybe plus shipping maybe because, you know, it's going to cost a little bit to ship. But for, yeah, you know I'm not what? going and to charge enjoy, you a hundred bucks for it. And enjoy the alcohol in mine because you earned it. <laughs> right? Yeah, but speaking of that, yeah, what you uh, you got a trip coming up, so. Yeah, I got a big family trip from October 1st to the 8th, but we're only doing two days at Disney. Kind of a weird thing how we're doing it this time, but I don't feel weird because we are going to we are gonna go to both parks just separately. The two-day, one, one day per park, we're going to get that. Because of the kids, we're going to try to not have to go back and forth or just we only have one kid but uh, the family all together there's gonna be a few kids um and i have done it that way before and i don't like doing it that way because i want to be able to do all rides on on all days that i go but i'm okay with yeah. it because i'm going to be you know one day of california adventure wait a few days and then go to disneyland on that on that next day or how vice versa whatever i got to do but during that trip go to both parks um, and I think it, I think it's fine. So we'll have more, not more time, but like we'll just stay in one park and do everything my daughter can do. Like and this is your daughter's be, first trip, right? First she's trip what, to two. She'll be she'll be two on the you know, in October. So we're gonna go on her second birthday, and most of that most of what we do is gonna be revolving around her. So if she's taking a nap, that's awesome. You know we're gonna I don't know what we're gonna do. Maybe go eat somewhere or when she's when she's awake we're gonna I, I want her to meet Mickey and Minnie hope she doesn't get scared of them but another <laughs> that makes I, for I, good I, stories when they get older yeah and I'm not so much worried about that because I once you get scared of Mickey we can take her out of the situation my one of my biggest yeah. fears and I don't know why I put it that way but is Pirates of the Caribbean is taking her on that and if she gets freaked out that's one thing but for if she cries and you know, gets really scared. They might ruin it for other families who are there. That's my real like. I I, I don't want to be that person. You know, so. But I think she, I think she'll be fine. You know, my, one of my one of my biggest things I'm excited for is to take her on Mickey's Fun Wheel. People think I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. My wife's not going on it, but I <laughs> want to take because there's no height restriction. And I don't know. Hopefully, she loves it. Who knows? But that's awesome. I can't wait here. The can't wait to hear about that. We'll have a definitely on the next show. We'll have your trip report. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely the trip report. It's coming soon. So, um, and then also at the same time, hopefully it, it it does even happen. Obviously by next episode, you guys will know whether or not I went. Um, my wife just got a new job, so she's trying to work out the time off, and that I'm I'm hoping it's it's looking good. But then you know, obviously there's other variables. Something could happen. I don't know. Oh, sweet. Well, congratulations to, to Mrs. Corey in the house. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys get to go, though. I, I know the whole uh, new Java schedule thing goes, so that's cool, man. Well, speaking of getting to go, we are actually going to go refill our drinks in the cantina. So while we're gone refilling our drinks, enjoy this great music break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs>
Cantina Band. If you have any requests, shout them out. Play that same song. All right, same song. Here we go. 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 Oh man, when you first of all that would, made me made me question the movies because you know me, I'm an okay Star Wars fan. I don't know all the details, but there was that that part in there where he said, "Say play that same song." <laughs> I I was thinking, there's no way they use that Family Guy reference that I am very familiar about, and then yeah. it is from Family Guy, right? That little reference. Yeah, it's from the Blue Harvest episode. The, yeah, the first yeah, okay, spoof, I, that's which that, is amazing. That, that's what I immediately. What's that? <laughs> Oh, no, I'd say that episode's just amazing. Oh, yeah, that, I mean, I immediately thought of that, really. Like, I was like, okay, that's there's no way. But, um, but yeah, that was a good music break. And when you mentioned playing that song, I was like, let me see if I can find a version that, that has, like, this song, but is kind of more like a dubstep or techno, whatever you want to call it. And then you yeah. sent me that, and I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I couldn't have found a better version, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, great, great break. So, great song. Well, yeah, so like I said, that was a DJ Elliot, and he's actually known as the Disney DJ. He'll, uh, um, at Hollywood Studios in Florida, he does a lot of their dance parties. He does a Star Wars celebration, and that's where I actually first heard that uh, particular remix where um, we were waiting for the J.J. Abrams and Captain Kennedy uh, panel. And, uh, you know, no, not sleeping all night, but he had the crowd just pumped up. And especially once it got to that Imperial uh, March theme, the entire arena who had lightsabers were doing like, you know, when you're like bobbing your head and hands down, but mm-hmm. they're doing that with lightsabers oh, <laughs> during man, that scene. And cool. the, oh, yeah, the whole thing was um, just pumped up. So check him out on uh, Twitter. I believe he's on Facebook, and that is at DJ Elliot. But, you know, we just started talking about Star Wars. So that's a perfect segue because right now we are going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> my favorite. No. <laughs> my favorite. Not so, even that yeah. it's not my favorite. It's just I don't know much about it. So I'm going to, uh, while talking about it, learn about it too. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, like I said, I've, I've grown up. I mean, Disney, Star Wars have always been around. Um, the first uh, the first Star Wars came out on May 25th, 1977. That was pretty much just about a year before I was born. But, um, I mean, my dad said he took me into Empire Strikes Back, but I was like two, so I don't remember seeing that. But uh, I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. So I'm kind of like at that end of the original uh, uh, original generation of fans. But, I mean, where it is now compared to it was then, it's just insane. I mean, there's, you know, the cartoons, the new movies, you know, Disney owning it now. I mean, it's... Star Wars is everywhere, so... Um, I mean, do, do you have any particular, like, memories when you first saw it at all? Or does it just kind of like another movie when, when you first was introduced? No, I mean, I don't, I guess, because, like, when episode one came out, people were talking about it. And that's the only one that I haven't seen fully. Like, I know there's some really cool scenes in there, but for some weird reason, 20 minutes into it, give or take, I turned it off. Like, I, I, I just can't do this. And I haven't gone back... <laughs> you know, again, to try it and see if I, I might like it or there might be something to it. 
But episode two, the one thing that stood out to me, and this is nothing, this is not news or anything, but one of the best scenes I thought was when Yoda grabbed a lightsaber and we was fighting oh, the, yeah. the, Count Dooku, the guy's name. Yeah, Count Dooku. The way he was moving, you know, flipping around, and you see the green lightsaber just doing its thing. I was like, this Especially is when you're so used to really him cool. being like a... Yeah, and you're so used to him just being a slow little puppet, you know, and <laughs> this old little green frog looking... Then all of a sudden, he's like hopping everywhere and, you know, cartwheels and flips, and it's like, holy crap. You know, you waited like 20-something years to see something like that. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say another memory I have is when I used to watch Muppet Babies... Remember that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when I, when I was a kid, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew what I was watching as far as Muppet Babies go. But every once in a while, they'd open a door. And it's a cartoon, mind you. And they would open up the door to, like, real life. There would be, like, little Star Wars scenes that I didn't even realize yeah. that was what I was watching until later on. And then, obviously, you know, the tie-in is, like, I think Frank Oz does some of the voices for both Muppets and uh, Star Wars. So it's like, okay, I guess they... Either I mean they're all the same company now I believe because they own, they own the Muppets Disney and obviously they own Star Wars, yeah. but back then they they weren't I don't think the same company and they did just work together probably. Yeah, and like you said, uh, Frank well, Oz. Probably yeah, he, yeah, and uh, Frank Oz he he's the one that did the puppeteering and voice for Yoda. Still does the voice for um, the movie Yoda's even the digital ones, but uh, for the Muppets yeah he was uh, Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear and just a, a number of other uh, Muppets so. And yeah, the Muppet Babies cartoon, that was like one of the first actual like uh, Star Wars spoofs that was actually like granted permission to use actual film footage of the uh, original movie. So that, you know, didn't think about where they are now. They're part of the same company, like you said. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. That was a great episode. Great too. idea for them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just think, and even, I think it's great, you know, to talk to get the kids, like me, I guess, like. Not really hooked on it, but like to at least know what it is because you're watching something else already, and then yeah. they they show this and it's like at least they have a reference to what they were doing. I don't, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but why not? Yeah, and even way before that, after the, uh, the um, between A New Hope, which is the first Star Wars, and Empire Strikes Back, uh, Mark Hamill was on the old uh, Muppet Show, and uh, they they really played a lot of skits with. They had R two D two, C three PO, Chewbacca. So they really tied in with the whole like Muppets and Star Wars, and it's funny because act- the actual uh, a finale of that show is a little dance number. I mean, you see like even Chewbacca dancing and tap dancing. It's really silly, but the finale is them dancing to "When You Wish Upon a Star," and that was thirty something years before Disney bought Lucasfilm. So, hmm. uh, I mean, Star Wars has always had some kind of relationship with Disney, but. Um, Oh man, I'm going to like, I'm trying to think of my earliest memories. And I believe, I still remember the first time I saw uh, the first Star Wars, and it was when it premiered on HBO. And uh, like I said, I, we, it was me, my parents, and my sister. You know, I was, I couldn't even tell you what year it was, but I had to have been at least three or four years old. And it was the first time I actually premiered on TV, I believe. Um, we had Chinese food for dinner. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I remember this kind of stuff. It's crazy. And I was hooked. I was completely hooked on the movie. Um, it just, with the characters, the music, the visuals, I mean, everything. And, and especially the toys. I mean, they were everywhere. So I had all the toys growing up. My neighbor, who was about a year or two that older than me, he had the stuff I didn't have. So we were, like, my front yard was one planet. His front yard was another planet. You know, we were every day for years and 
Uh, then, of course, you know, <clears throat> they had the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. But then after kind of started fading away and they had the Ewok movies came out, which if if you've seen them, they're, they're kind of hokey. I mean, they make uh, Wicket, who's the main Ewok, he talks, which is kind of creepy. He looks a little, has like some kind of cracky looking eyes too. So it's, it's a little creepy, but um, yeah, there's really nothing until uh, 1987 when um, Star Tours opened at Disneyland. And, you know, growing up watching the movies like daily, uh, just finally being like immersed, you know, into the scenes. And for years, I felt like, uh, you remember the original Star Tours when you go down that main trench in the Death Star? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's uh, like for years after that, it, I mean, every time I watched the movie, I felt like I was on Star Tours because of that, that scene. Yeah. And, and even when the ride was over, you'd, you'd you know, walk out into the Star Trader. And at the time, in the late 80s, that was the only place you could buy any Star Wars merchandise. Which is unheard of because you could buy it anywhere now because it's everywhere. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, the, the Star Tours was one of my other memories when I was younger. I don't think it was the late 80s when I first wrote it. I think it was, maybe it was actually, I don't know. I just remember that was one of the, the rides where I was wearing a seatbelt and I was thinking, why do we even need a seatbelt? You know, this thing is a simulation. <laughs> I, I was a kid. I, I knew what we were doing. And then it yeah. wasn't until... Um, it like went forward like I think it might, I don't know if it's a 90 degree angle but it went it went pretty down I'm like man glad I'm wearing this seatbelt because I would have flown to the front of the of the machine and that would have been good that first drop so, <laughs> I don't know if it was the first drop but I know it definitely one of those drops that's like it might have been the first drop and I was like, like this is definitely right. necessary so <laughs> it shut my thoughts right down okay good job Disney I'm safe um, <laughs> Something else I was going to say about Star Tours, maybe? Um, I can't think of it right now. But, oh, I think what I was just going to mention, the whole thing where... I think it, it fit the movie a little bit, too, when they dropped the uh, those little bombs inside the Death Star, right? That's part That yeah. was, like, part of the movie as well? Yeah. And I think that's... I, I, noted, I knew that for Star Tours first before I saw the movies, and then that happened, and I'm like, okay, that's where that's from, you know? Then, then it goes back sense. to the Family Guy. It's like that's no bigger than a womp rat. <laughs> well, <they're, laughs> I don't know. That's that joke the, they kept the, going. The Family Guy scene where they're like, um, "How how how good is our structure?" And he's like, "Oh, it's pretty good. Ninety nine point nine percent sure." And he's like, "He's like, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask what that point oh one percent was." He's like, "Yeah, yeah there's just exactly. a hole. It's about two meters big." And you know, he goes, "Oh, that seems like a major flaw." And they go back and forth, and it's just Family. It's so funny, man. Oh, I know. But yeah. Those <laughs> but, are kind uh, of my memories of Star Wars. Uh, I can't... Like I said, I don't... I don't. I mean, I've seen them all except episode one. But I... You know, yeah. uh, the one I enjoyed the most was... Um, uh, I was going to say Rogue One. No, not Rogue One. Haven't seen that. Not um, yet. <laughs> Force Awakens was my favorite one. Uh, of, of all the Star Wars that I've seen. And I don't know if it was because J.J. Abrams got involved. And he makes it... <laughs> I don't know how much control. I mean, oh, he directed it, right? It wasn't just he just directed it, right? Or did he well, also he, he co-wrote he, he co-wrote it along with directing it, and uh, okay. the person he co-wrote it with was uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who actually uh, he was the main screenwriter for Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi. So he did, you know, some of the more favorite uh, Star Wars movies. So um, they they teamed up together and, and wrote the script. 
for Force okay. Awakens and you know it, it like any movie's not without its its faults or criticisms but I, I don't know it's like people were one of the big arguments I loved it um, before I get anywhere I, I love Force Awakens and a lot of people's arguments were well it was too much like the original Star Wars but it's like well people were complaining about the prequels that while well, it's not enough like the original Star Wars so you're, you're not going to make anybody happy everybody happy but I thought it really hit with the uh uh, it paid tribute to the original, but then also, you know, introducing the new characters and kind of like, all right, this is what happened. You know, this is our old stuff, but this is also our new stuff, too. And uh, I thought they, they did a really good job balancing both. Yeah, and I think they just did a good job touching all audiences, kind of like what he did with Star Trek, J.J. Abrams. I wasn't yeah. a big. I'm not even a big Star Trek fan, but I do like the new ones, well, one and two that he did, and that's probably. I mean, I, I had. Uh, I don't want to say high expectations for Star Wars, but I had J.J. Abrams' expectations, and he met them, and he kind of exceeded them. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, and like we're talking, when he did Star Trek, he actually, if you watch the the special features on the uh, the first movie, he talks about like. He's not a Star Trek fan, but his uh, production team, the producers, writers, everybody that uh, works with him, they're huge Trekkies, so he's like, I'll do it for them, but they're telling me what to do, but he's like, I filmed this movie like a Star Wars movie, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, some years later, and now he's asked to direct Star Wars, and and he initially turned it down, because he's like, I'm a fan, that's way too much, like, pressure, but then when, once he got together with uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's now the... Uh, uh, before uh, uh, Lucas sold, he named her the uh, head of Lucasfilm, which um, a lot of people didn't, for, I don't know how, but that didn't know who she was prior to this. And I could tell them, like, well, if you've heard of the movies uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Jurassic Park, and basically any Steven Spielberg movie, she's the main producer. <laughs> so she, she knows what she's doing. And uh, ever since she's been head of Lucasfilm, she's made nothing but great uh, decisions in my my opinion on you know directors writers you know where the company is going now so um, yeah so she handpicked uh, JJ and pretty much like once he turned it down uh, he's like but uh, so what, what do you guys think about doing and they kind of mentioned a little bit and he was like really intrigued with the character of Ray which you know spoiler alert she's an awesome character <laughs> so and, and once, you know, once he kind of saw what they're doing and, well, where's Luke Skywalker? Well, nobody knows. He's missing. He's like, oh, okay. So he, he was like trying to find out as a fan. He's like, okay, maybe I can do this. So, <clears throat> so I was kind of surprised that he's not doing the other movies, but they do got some other uh, uh, pretty good directors, visionary directors to hit those. Um, but I don't know. I, I was uh, kind of going back to... Uh, when Disney purchased them, uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, was it October 30th, 2012? One of the few dates I can actually remember it in my head. So, <laughs> I just I don't know if it came out of nowhere. I mean, obviously we didn't know what they were discussing, but with I think yeah. with Star Tours, and that's the thing with me, Star Tours has been a part of Disneyland for such a long time. Same with Indiana Jones that I've. I've accepted them as Disney. Like, it's just, that's a thing. Whereas yeah. Marvel, I'm not there yet. I mean, as much as I like the movies and 
you know, the characters and stuff. I don't want to go up to Iron Man and shake his hand while he's walking around Disneyland. I'm just not. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not mentally there yet. But if I saw I a Stormtrooper and Darth Vader... I might want to give him a high five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just weird like that. Like, Stormtrooper and Darth Vader, I'll be like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, maybe maybe we'll I'm, a lightsaber I'm, battle. <laughs> well, I was trying to... I'm thinking, agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll... I don't want to get in line to see Iron Man, but I did get in line to see Black Widow, and I did a run Disney event, so I guess I'm the wrong person to ask. But uh, yeah, but uh, I guess before that, George Lucas was thinking uh, his kids uh, were getting older, and uh, I think he wanted—I I think he really wanted to pass on his uh, everything to his kids, but I guess there just was no interest. Um, I mean, it's a pretty big thing to take over, so. Uh, when he decided, you know, what companies to keep it going. I mean, it just, I mean, his relationship with Disney before, I mean, it just seemed like a, a no brainer. And yeah. I mean, I was getting, what was it? Uh, I have it written down, but it was 4.5. I can't say it without thinking of Dr. Evil, but $4.5 <laughs> billion dollars for Lucasfilm. Uh, and which I don't, I, I know he donated the, most of it uh, charity too so. I mean you, uh, yeah it was just a you got to that's a lot of money yeah but but uh, Force Awakens made about it's two billion worldwide so oh, yeah. far I mean it's and it's still it's making money yeah I mean m- merchandise and everything it's gonna be an ad set I'm just on just that movie yeah and it's I it's, think Disney it came out on money DVD back. yeah it came out on DVD in April and they're already coming out with another Blu-ray edition with, you know, 3D home uh, release and more special features. More, it's like, and that's going to make more money because people like me who've got like, multiple versions of every Star Wars VHS DVD are now going to have <laughs> the different versions of the Blu-ray. So it's still making money. You know, it'll be you know, it'll be funny if it came with like a little character Ray who was blue. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I posted one of those, uh, I, I do this, uh, I help out a friend with this uh, group, and it's actually a, a group, uh, it's called All Ray All Day, it's just fans of Ray and Daisy Ridley, but I posted this one picture, it's like, oh, here comes a Blu-ray, and there's a picture of her, and her face was blue, so. Nice. <laughs> it, it was really cheesy, but, I don't know. And, and we'll probably talk more about um, the whole, like, Disney, uh, Lucasfilm acquisition down the road too, especially once Rogue One comes out uh, later on mm-hmm. this year in December. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Then of course the big news too that everybody, you know, Disney Land fans are waiting for are, is Star Wars Land. So I mean, is there anything in particular you really want to see or hope that's there or something? I hope, and at the same time, I don't know if Disney's ever going to do it. Like I think it's a Walt Disney request. Is the cantina there's supposed to be a cantina from what I've heard I don't know everything that's going yeah. in there but why wouldn't they put a cantina you know we just refilled our drinks uh, exactly. maybe to buy a drink an actual you know adult beverage there as much as I know there's going to be other stuff in there that is more interactive I honestly think it's going to be beyond me like there's certain things that you know, you ride an attraction. You you almost don't want to do that stuff, like the the canoe boats. I don't want to do. I don't want to row anything, or you know. Yeah. It's weird. Like you don't want to. You don't want to pay admission. Go to a park and work. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I think I'm gonna be like, oh, well, you're able to, you know, fight, you know, different things, and it's gonna be up to you to save the whatever. I don't know if I want to do that. I do. I want to go to Star Wars Land. I want to ride the attractions, take the railroad, you know, through there. I guess they're they're extending the tracks, and that would be kind of cool. But I'll yeah. also my, my my biggest thing that I want to see, and I probably won't be able to see, is that you can get a, a drink, and. Like I said, I think Walt Disney made it to where he doesn't want to sell alcohol in his park, at least Disneyland, because he wants you to always feel like you were a kid or, you know, whatever. Well, I don't know. It, you know what? They should have it at the cantina because, like, it's on the outside of the tracks at Disneyland. So, you know, True. anything inside the tracks, yeah, no alcohol. But if you're outside the tracks, you know, get a drink at Star Wars Land. Get a drink in Toontown. You know, right? Toontown so. is outside the tracks. It's kind of one of those things that... Exactly. I mean, no one realizes. I wouldn't say no one, but people don't realize sometimes that's outside the tracks. And it closes early, too. It's like, all right, we're outside the tracks. We got our own rules around here. Same with <laughs> California Adventure. I don't... Something I never understood, I guess I can get into that just because I'm, I'm ranting about it, is why does California okay. Adventure have different hours? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they always want to do the main, like, uh, Disneyland always has like the kiss goodnight, so they want people to go back and I guess um, but we don't have shop on Main Street for an extra hour. You don't have the Halloween pass, you know, it's the trick or treat pass and all that. It's, I don't oh, know, yeah. it's just a question I've always asked: like, why is it? Why are there different hours at both theme parks? Shouldn't be that way. <laughs> I'll get on the phone with but, Disney after this and find out. Yeah, see what you can do. You know, get a hold of <laughs> you know Bob Iger and. You know, ask if he's hiring too. You know, I can kind of. Yeah, I, I don't mind going over there, but uh, no, I don't know. I think needs new conductors. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, there's so much, so much about this uh, land. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see. Um, it's going to be the. It's supposed to be the first, like, area in the Disney parks where everything is like completely immersive. Even the cast members are like in full, fully in character. Nice. So it's going to be kind of cool to see. You know, trying to see how quick-witted they are. You know, people like to mess with certain cast members and, oh, you know, where's Han Solo and, you know, whatever, and see how they react. But And speaking of that, I'm really excited to actually I have no idea how they're going to do this ride, but the Millennium Falcon ride, um, where you're supposed to be piloting it. And, I mean... That's kind of what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just... How are they going to do this? Then uh, how are they going to do the, uh, you know, every t- everybody talks about the um, load time. So I don't know, but I mean, just a little bit I know about this ride. It, it sounds amazing. I know they're doing different like uh, virtual reality tests, like at different uh, like conventions and stuff. So I don't know if it has to do with the ride or not. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm also excited about the cantina, or if there's going to be some kind of like performances there, or yeah, of the course performances. Yeah, it's like you're hearing in the background right now that music, and then well, just a drink. Yeah, but you can't uh, even just make it to where you can't take it out of Star Wars Land to be kind of safe. Okay, you have a drink, you can't take that drink outside of Star Wars Land. Keep it in yeah. here. Keep it actually. Keep, don't even, you can't even take it out of the cantina. Uh, cantina. Um, so no one really can go. Well, I wouldn't say go in there if you're not 21, but still, you can only drink yeah. in here, and then that's it. You can't take it out of the out of the park with you or out of the into the park with you so I wonder if there's gonna be like space churros you know like something different colors or something I don't know Princess Leia popcorn Princess Leia uh-huh. roll churros 
her, her, her oh, they'd be like the, the cinnamon, like Leia cinnamon buns. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's that's kind of ridiculous, but awesome <laughs> at the same time. I don't know. Lightsaber ice cream cones and stuff. Oh yeah, like popsicles or. Yeah. You know what? Do you think they're going to? Uh, I have not even checked, but do you think they're going to move Star Tours or leave it in Tomorrowland? Uh, from what I've heard, they're going to leave it, but I don't know. I, I I don't know from. I don't know anything until they open it up. <laughs> I mean, it's Tomorrowland. Don't you know, man? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> when I when I go talk to Disney about the other thing, I will get into that thing. So you're gonna have to get a list. <laughs> Got it all right here. So yeah, so uh, there's no official date though when uh, Star Wars Land opens. It's not even called Star Wars Land. They're, right now they're calling it the Star Wars Experience. People are still calling it Star Wars Land. I still call it so. But uh, I think they're 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 estimating about 2018 or 19 open. But uh, we should get more information uh, this summer at a D23. I would assume they should have a pretty big uh, presentation on it. Yes, yeah, 2018. I mean. 2018 is too long, man. They, they got to get it out, get it up next year. Yeah, or if they're going to do different phases too. I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. But uh, and then oh, and you know we can't talk about Star Wars. I, I don't know. Do you do you watch Star Wars Rebels at all? Or I know you're no, kind of busy. No, I don't. Okay. Get get your, you know, get your your daughter into Star Wars Rebels because that is one of the best. Not just cartoons, I will say it is probably one of the best shows on TV right now. I'm not just saying that as a Star Wars fan. I am dead serious. I, last year's season finale, I won't I won't even get to it, but it knocked like you know the Walking Dead season finale. I mean, it was a, it knocked it out of the water. It was up there with like the Game of Thrones kind of like there's so much emotions. It's like oh my god, I should not be feeling this way about a cartoon. And it was insane, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so the next season uh, actually starts in a couple weeks. I'm really excited for that. But um, yeah, uh, I can really actually talk about Star Wars all day. But we'll, you know, this is we don't want to bore the listeners. So <laughs> I, I mean, think, I guess we can we can talk about a little bit of Star Wars each episode. Yeah. So uh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, we will, especially with Rogue One coming out in December. Um, uh, we'll get to that once it gets closer. And anytime we hear anything new about the the parks or whatever, you know, we'll we'll definitely talk about that too. So. But I think that'll be it on Star Wars right now. Well, do you had some of the your shout outs, I guess, for um. Oh yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah, so I did put a um a little uh, a post out, you know, just uh, see what people thought about the memories and um. We got a few responses, uh, just a, just a couple, but you know it's a busy time. But uh, one of the first comments we got was from uh, Russell Flores, who I, I, I mentioned that I think our first episode. Um, he's the author of the Seen Unseen Disney books and more Seen Unseen Disney. So there's two of them. And, first of uh, all, where, where can you find those books really quick? Because I'm, I'm very interested in those books. Oh, um, I believe they are both. You know what? I really should have. <laughs> um, I believe they're on. No, 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 that's okay. Uh, they should be on Amazon. Um, I, I will, you know, I'll post some links on, you know, once the show comes yeah. out, maybe like on our Facebook for sure. And uh, yeah, cause I'm sure fans of this show are, are, I think, are interested. If you haven't heard of that, um, I am oh, very yeah. interested in that because I wanted, I want to know if I've 
seeing the unseen or you know what I'm saying or, or see it if I haven't seen it kind of thing it's kind of one of those double entendres or whatever that's not even the right term I don't know but I want to see it oh yeah I want to be involved and the cool th- and the cool thing about these are um, like a lot of people like the hidden Mickeys you know and you know mm-hmm, where's yeah. the hidden Mickeys at or whatever and uh, but his books are <clears throat> are uh, they're the stuff at the parks that uh, are there but people don't see like every day and uh, it'll be something like uh, he he'll have a chapter and it was on the, for example, the railroad, and uh, he took a and he does all the pictures too for the books. It's amazing, but uh, he was uh, took a picture of the wheel and the wheels say Disneyland Railroad on them, and it's something you you don't know about, but like just the it, the little details that are all over the park that you know just get passed by. And I mean, it's a if you're a fan of Disneyland, uh, it's they're great books and. I made the mistake of buying the second one because I'm like, oh, I'll get the newer one because it's just updated. It's not an updated. It's a continuation of the first oh, book. Nice. So, I'll, Yeah, so I'll, I'll be getting the first book. So, um, Yeah, we'll, we'll send the links to Russ, so definitely check those out. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> what he wrote was, we would spend a Saturday going to our favorite stores, go get pizza, go to the pizza parlor for an early dinner, then we would be at the theater by just five, or by five, just before the first line. I'm reading this wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, first night showing. We did that several times during its first run. So I know a lot of people like would make a whole day out of it because at the time there wasn't as many theaters around as there are now. So maybe each town probably had one or two theaters and showing it on only one screen. So people were lined up for hours or even days when the first one came out. And... Uh, other message. Let me pull it up now on my phone. It's from a strange old man whose name might sound familiar, Joe Pittman, and that's actually my dad, so I can say he's Joe a strange e. old man. Joe E. Pittman. <laughs> Joe E. Pittman, sorry. Which is funny because on my Facebook, I'm Joe E. Pittman, yeah. But he's that's Joe. It's funny. Space e. <laughs> but, uh, so thanks, Dad, for listening, first of all. Appreciate it. And, uh, which he loves the show. So there's a little review. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, I remember taking my two nephews to see Star Wars when it first came out in 1977. The movie got bad reviews from the critics, but we saw it anyways. The audience response at the end of the movie was phenomenal. The applause seemed like it never, it would never end. The following week, I took my wife and young daughter to see it, and they loved it. At the time, my sister, she's older than me. She was four years old. So, you know, a lot of kid, you know, a lot of people seen at a young age, you know, really were drawn to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, then he continues, right? Uh, same audience response. Again, the following week, I took my two nephews to see it again. And they were just as amazed the second time. When the second installment came out a few years later, I was able to take my, my, uh, <laughs> take my son. You may know him. It's me. Little Jedi? Uh, the little Jedi in training? Little, little Jedi Joey. Little Jedi Joey was there. <laughs> Doesn't remember it, though, but... Uh, and he writes, How Star forget, Wars Geek man? was born. <laughs> you know, a lot of things going on in my mind at the time. Yeah. Uh, we have seen every Star Wars movie since, and the Star Wars attractions at Disneyland are a must. Uh, that was a pretty good comment, Dad thinks. It was funny because when he mentioned uh, taking my mom and my sister, uh, um, 
after the movie, I think they got they went to like a Shakey's or Straw Hat or something. And my sister, who was four, uh, won a raffle. And at the raffle, that what they had, they had like a Star Wars T-shirt, uh, which I grew up in too. So I used to wear it like a little night shirt, and I wore it <laughs> as a regular shirt because I wore it forever. It had a little the old logo on it. She won the, uh, the soundtrack on vinyl, the original soundtrack. So I still have that too, and uh, listen to it. I have it on CD, but you know nothing like listening on a vinyl. And passes to see the movie. So that's when he took my cousins to see it again. So that's pretty. I'm not the only one that's seen Star Wars multiple times in the theater, so that's cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, th- so that was only, uh, those were the comments that we had. And thanks, Russ and, and Dad, for your comments. Nice. And then next month, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more comments on whatever topics we're going to be discussing. I do know next month is going to be... We'll, we'll get into what? What You want to talk about Haunted Mansion, maybe? We can talk about that. Some Halloween stuff. Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, we'll do... Yeah, we could do some Halloween, some Haunted Mansion. Might have a guest, maybe two. But if not, you know, it'll still be fun. Yeah, and then but, uh, my trip recap, because I will be going Oh, definitely. Yeah, that, that'll be a big now. part. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll let everyone know about the my daughter's first time there. If if we get to go, I think it is looking good. But as mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's it's still up in the air right now. But it's I think we're about ninety percent sure we're we're gonna be able to do it. And I just cannot wait. Awesome! Can't wait to get on that Mickey's Fun Wheel, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know all the things that she can do. Uh, I mentioned Mickey's one Fun Wheel first because people think I'm crazy. <laughs> Love the fun wheel. That'll be that'll be awesome. Well, well, crazy for. I can't. I... What's that? Oh no no! As I, 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 it's just just seeing the pictures. I, I, I you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really excited for you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that you're you're gonna have this time with the, with your daughter. Exactly, and she and she can't get on everything, so we're gonna have to figure that out if we want to get on any of the, you know, adult rides, like Indiana Jones and Screaming, and all those big rides that she can't get on. We'll have to figure something yeah. out, but I want to. My goal is to get on every single Fantasyland ride that's open, and anything like pirates and stuff that she can get on. Uh, I know yeah. she'll just she's just gonna have a, a blast, you know. So. And Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Oh, we're getting on that for sure. If it's open, oh, Flicks yeah. Flyers, you know, all the Bugs Land stuff, all the Paradise Pier stuff that she can do. She can't do everything over there, I don't think, but she can do most of that stuff yeah. in Paradise Pier. As far as the kids section, I mean, not the screaming and the well, Midway Mania. We we'll get her on that, you know, Luigi. That's in the cars, and I think yeah, it's gonna be a good time overall. So that will be on uh, next Sweet, month's man. episode. So, any closing Definitely. thoughts? And uh, well, uh, one thing uh, I want to do real quick. Um, I'm really excited about this. Is I'm a big fan of uh, cosplay. I actually have a a page where I share different cosplayers and um, it's called Cosplay Fans so I'll send the different pages but um, I put out a little blast because there's there's a lot of Disney uh, cosplayers and they'll do a lot of mashups and everything so uh, um, I actually ran into when I was at uh, Stockton Con um, a really well known uh, cosplayer name, her, her name is uh, Maid of Might and she does a lot of Disney princesses uh, uh, Star Wars characters and a lot of Marvel characters along with like DC and stuff but um, uh, so I, 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 did, I had a quick little interview with her so 
I'll just play that real quick. And uh, I mean, it, and if you're a cosplayer into cosplay, you know, message us and we'll try to get you on a spotlight and stuff. So uh, here's my little blaring interview with her right now. Hey guys, we're back here at Stockton Con and um, we're doing my first cosplay spotlight interview and I put a blast out so nobody better right now that I think than Beta Might. You do Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, mashups. Um, thanks for being on the show. Uh, of course, <laughs> yeah. I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm a geek of all trades, I like to say. And I can never decide on one thing that I like, so I love mashing stuff up together. Yeah, that's that's my favorite, especially Disney and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, now that they're kind of the same universe, too, yeah. it makes even more sense. And were, were you mashing up before Disney purchased? I was, Lucasfilm? yeah. Okay. Um, I did my first um, mashup, I want to say 2012, with my Rapunzel Slave Leia. And then when I heard the news, I was like, what? Yes! And just like light bulb. Uh, yep, and... and then I just kept doing it. Um, I basically switch the fabrics out of my one bikini that I have uh, to whatever princess I'm doing. And then I have a separate one for Elsa that's, you know, clear and acrylic. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And so you mentioned the Slave Leia and you have like a arsenal of those yeah. pretty much. So yes. um, can you, uh, you said Rapunzel, mm-hmm. Tinkerbell, Elsa. Rapunzel, Tinkerbell, Elsa, um, Ariel. Uh, Megara is my newest one. Um, Aurora, and I think that's all I've done so far. Yep. So, any, any plans for anything next? Not for, for Slave Play. I did all the princesses that I had on my original to do list. Nice. Um, and, but I still am going to cosplay, you know, regular Disney princesses and Slave Play and the ones that I already have. Oh, sweet. And I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, you were part of probably the coolest mashup, and that was a Mando yes. mashup. Uh, um, um, we call them Mickey's Mandos. Yeah, that. The Disney Fets. Yeah, and you're Rapunzel Fett? Yes, awesome. I'm Rapunzel. We have every single princess um, and more now. We have princes, we have villains, we have um, Pixar characters, like anything you can imagine you can, you can match up. It's wonderful. And I seem like pretty, pretty, uh, people in your group have also done different like characters, like a Tangled Ray, or are you guys doing, thinking about doing another group? Like each Disney character has a different Star Wars character too, or? Be, um, the Mandalorian group was such a hassle as it is, that I think that like that's just gonna be our main focus. Yeah. Just stick with the Mandos, because there was a lot of work putting up. Oh yeah, especially the suits, yeah. Um, and you also do Marvel. Uh, you're Mary Jane today, yep. and you're Spider-Girl yesterday, so. I do Gwen, I do so many characters, uh, Marvel and DC, I love DC. Uh, my name, Made of Might, actually is a nod to Supergirl. Yeah. Um, so, and and I tell people all the time. Everybody asks me, "Do you Marvel? Which was your favorite?" I don't like either DC or Marvel. I like specific characters. Yeah. I'm a Supergirl fan, not a DC fan. You nice. Know? I'm a exactly. Spider Gwen fan, not a Marvel fan. And there's so many anti. I mean, just go for the characters. Because yeah, there's a lot in the uni- in each universe that I don't like. So yeah. I'm not just an overall fan. I'm a character fan. That's awesome. Well, sweet. And um, before I wrap this up, uh, you were kind enough to autograph a picture of your Spider-Gwen. Yes. And I will be raffling it off on our Disney Universe podcast page. So to do that, I'm going to, you know, obviously like our page and like your, but where do you, where do you, I know you're all over the social media, so So, can you. um, My Instagram is at Made of Might. 
uh, M-A-I-D, like Maiden, instead of uh, Made in the USA. Yeah. And then my Facebook is Made of My Cosplay. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, and have a good day. Thanks very much. All right, so that was uh, Made of Might, and uh, like I said, she does some really cool stuff. Uh, one of the things she's known for, she, she's done like a slave, you know, like Slave Leia, you know, you know the... You know, yeah. the gold bikini mm-hmm. one. Yeah. She's done her in like Tinkerbell, Ariel, Meg. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's actually pretty cool. Then she's done uh, really, uh, I, got, I got a picture of her as uh, Rapunzel, but she's in a Boba Fett outfit. Hmm. So we'll, uh, like a crossover I'll type that, thing? those pictures. She does crossover type? Kind of. Yeah. Cause one of her friends and uh, her, her name's uh, Amber Arden and she, she does a lot of Snow White cosplay, a lot of uh, mashups. One of her big ones was a, uh, a Snowba Fett, so a little Snow White Boba Fett. Oh, okay. And so a few months ago, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of their friends, they did uh, an entire, like, Disney princess and princes all in the Boba Fett uh, costumes. And and they were insane. I mean, this is probably one of my favorite shoots of the I've seen in a long time. So, um, also, she, uh, whenever she does is uh, Spider-Gwen, it's a Marvel character, and, um, she autographed a picture, so I'm going to raffle that away. I was thinking about just posting it. Uh, well, maybe I'll post it on Instagram if you want to try to try to win it, and I'll come up with some rules or if you have any ideas, you know. Yeah. We'll, okay. Yeah, we we'll, we could we'll discuss the rules. <laughs> Once we post it, yeah, we'll just, put the rules on there too. So that'd, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably do that more on Instagram. I like to, I, I like to keep our social medias a little bit different. And, uh, but yeah, so definitely check out her Instagram. It's made of might, M-A-I-D of might. <laughs> so there you go. And I think that's it for our show today. Yeah, for this month. Yeah. And then uh, next month, like I said, we'll talk about the Halloween stuff and the trip recap and any other thing else in between. Cause I mean, we can talk more about star Wars as well. Cause I know, I, I know you're, there's a lot to go over. It's just, they want to have a six hour episode, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, and like I said, I could I could ramble on for hours, yeah. and I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> and I want to learn all this stuff so. too. So, um, there's nothing else. We're gonna. What, what was our sign off again? Oh, it's may the force be with you to infinity and beyond. Mm-hmm.